Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Jusclair here with Coach Brian Kyler. We've got a fun show coming your way today. A uh, little mixture of basketball and football. This tis the season to be in the gym. We got some jamborees on Wednesday and Thursday around the area, and we had a team locally that played a scrimmage yesterday, and that's the Central Lafouche girls. And we'll have their coach, Coach Tora Dan, also on the line in the next segment to talk about her team. Then at noon, we're going to play all bound football team, and we'll have Tyler Lewis on the line at noon. Um, we'll be chatting with him about his team. They're going on the road, taking on Westgate, and what I think is going to be a really, really good football game. Westgate's got a bunch of athletes. So does Terrebonne. Um, be a very exciting matchup out in the new Iberia area. We've got to talk about um, Monday Night Football, LSU Women's Basketball, the Open to College Basketball. I was able to uh, attend the Nichols Women's Game in person. Saw the LSU men, thought, oh my goodness, this is a team that's pretty explosive. Um, and of course, we'll talk about the LSU women. But man, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, I'm a little, uh, a little somber today, a little depressed today. Um, since Saturday, really since Friday, Friday, South Lafouche got canceled. Saturday, LSU lost. Sunday, the Cowboys lost. Yesterday, the LSU women lost. The Clippers last night lost. Like, the teams that I root for are never going to win a game ever again. This is a terrible time for me to be a sports fan. Like, I am I'm now realized I woke up, I rolled out of bed today a little earlier, right? I'm usually wake up at about 11, roll out of bed, head here at 11.30, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> I woke up a little bit earlier today and came to the realization, like, my teams are never going to win. LSU is going to lose the rest of their games for football. Women's basketball is going to go 0-30. Um, we're never going to win another game ever again. I, we, we've got to break this losing streak and get out of this negative energy period that we're in right now because, man, it's weighing on my psyche right now. What's crazy is some people may believe that, <laughs> that they won't win again. Uh, we'll talk it, about it that. Just, it's a rough stretch. <sighs> it's a terrible stretch. Last night, Harden at least looked good. The rest of the team Did didn't. he complain? Nope. nope. I, I, kinda, I saw a little bit of his interv- interview after the game. The Pelicans got their asses kicked last night. Um, we'll tell you about them and some of the issues that they're having. They are developing a trend. They are the worst third-quarter team in the NBA. Last night, get beat 40-21 to 21 in the third quarter on the way to losing to Denver. You're, of course, without one of your better players who has a collapsed lung. Um, Zion Williamson has a cut on his thumb, so apparently now he's going to be missing. It, it's... It, Complete mess. Complete mess. Um, not surprising, honestly. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, want to give a shout-out in this opening segment, and we'll talk some high school football in just a second, but want to give a shout-out to our buddy Coach Justin Payne getting his first women's basketball coaching victory last night. Nichols defeated North American University 82-65. to Lexi Alexander, 19 points, 11 rebounds, played very well. I'll be honest, this is a true story. I did the game on ESPN+. Plus. I forgot that I had the game until about 4.20 yesterday. I'm sitting in cutoff twiddle, and my thumbs realize, oh, my God, I got to go to Thibodeau. <laughs> so we oh. made it happen. The Colonels did get the win. On the men's side, Nichols did not beat Tulane, but Nichols played Tulane very tough and very close yesterday, um, falling 91-81. Uh, to That's a great result for the Colonels against a Tulane team that has some pretty high hopes. Offense was supposed to be a struggle. You're replacing 88% of your offense, and you score 81 last night. Jamal West Jr. had 24 points. Makai Collins, 14. Deontay Smith, 11. Jalen White with 10. 
So, uh, pretty good start to the year for the Colonels, man. Yeah, look, they, they're going to be fine. They're going to have uh, new guys coming in, but uh, different attitude, I believe, and uh, athletic guys. That, that helps. So, something that I want to talk about now as we shift more to high school, which is what we do here at the beginning of the show, uh, we got Tyler Lewis later on. Um, which road team this weekend? And we got a bunch of them. Terrebonne's going to Westgate. Uh, Thibodeau's going to Southside. South Lafouche's going to Dutchtown. Um, in Division Three, we've got Homa Christian School, who is going to Holy Savior Menard. We've got CCA, who is going to, um, let's see, CCA is going to Delta Charter. Which one of our road teams do you think is most likely to pull an upset? Because, man, your instinct would be to say Tyler Lewis is 16 versus 17 matchup, but Westgate's really stinking good. I think it might be Homa Christian, to be honest with you. But which road team, in your estimation, has the best chance to go on the road and get a win? Yeah, I think right away you'd want to say Terrebonne because it's a 16-17 matchup. So use a little common sense. That would be the one you think. But uh, I, I agree. I think Homer Christian has uh, the best shot of the of the road teams. You look at Westgate's schedule. They have won six games, lost four. Their losses are to Calvary Baptist, Turlings Catholic, um, Lafayette Christian, and St. Thomas More. Ain't no shame losing to some of those. Now, look, they got blown out in some of those. Uh, but on the flip side to that, Terrebonne has lost to some solid competition as well. John F. Kennedy finished the year 9-1. and Destrian finished the year undefeated. The one they would like to have back is Thibodeau, where they blew a 21-0 lead and failed 26-21. Um, I saw Terrebonne in the Jamboree, and then I saw them yes uh, last week, sorry, in Week 10. They're so big, man. They're so big up front at the line of scrimmage. It'll be a challenge for Westgate. It'll be a challenge for whoever Terrebonne's playing to handle that physicality up front. If Westgate could stop the run, they got a great opportunity. But, boy, it's going to be tough to stop the run. Hondo couldn't do it. Jace Johnson ran for 301 yards and six touchdowns or whatever he had. Uh, it's going to be a big challenge for Westgate to try to slow down that terrible running game. Westgate normally gets better and better as the season goes on. And in the past, when they get in the playoffs, it's just they turn it up a notch. So and I'm not saying other teams do or don't, but uh, Westgate – it's it's a team I would not want to face in the play, especially in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to face them. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that um, Thibodeau also got a fairly tough draw, man. You're facing a Southside team that is the only loss that Dennis and Cecilia have, 49-46. to 46. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Nish. They beat Barb. And you look at their losses. Okay, Karen Crow, 19-14. to 14. Karen Crow's incredible. You lose to them by five. That's a tough one. Got blown out by Acadiana, 45-12. to Then lost a close one to Sam Houston, 32-27. to Southside is a fairly new school, but it is a school that competes favorably in everything. It's a Thibodeau team that comes in reeling a little bit after losing to Destrehan. Um, be curious to see if the Tigers could stay in that one on the road out in the Lafayette area. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, tough one for the Tigers, but I think uh, they're starting to play some good football also, and they can uh, – I mean, they have a shot going on the road. If they can just not turn the ball over and, and get a couple of stops on defense, I think uh, they'll be in it in the fourth quarter. Two-part question for you. Um, we've talked to some coaches who have buys. Will, with assumption, kind of sort of said, hey, I wish I didn't have it. I wish I would be playing on Friday. Um, Kyle Asang says, no, we've had the bye before. It's good to rest. It's good to get off your feet a little bit and you know, get the guys to lick their wounds a little bit. Dennis Gaines come on and said, hey, I've never had a bye before. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad uh, for, for my group. 
if you, the first part to the question, if you were in that spot, would you rather play Friday or have the week off? And then the second part to that question, on Friday night, would you be going in person to watch the two teams that you maybe are going to be matched up with the next Friday? Well, I think you know the answer to the second part for sure. I would definitely be going out watching uh, a team who I would think would have the shot to win. Definitely, 100%, I'd be out there in person watching. As far as the buy goes, I guess it would all depend on your team. Uh, you read on your team, if injuries and stuff. But uh, part of me wants to say, no, I'd want to play in week one. But the other side saying, uh, you take a buy, you're in week two. Yep. You're a step closer. So, uh, But to, to, play, to not play a game, it, it's kind of tough. But uh, it depend, I guess it depends how your staff handles the, the situation. Uh, sometimes it could do you uh, a good to have a bye. But if uh, your team's on a roll, you want to keep rolling. You don't want anything to stop it. It's, it's, that's tough. Uh, I've been asked a bunch, and I've seen a little bit. I haven't seen as much as you have about Dutchtown. Um, they're massive, man. I mean, they're, they're incredible. This is going to be probably the best team that South Foosh has played this season, including Lutcher. Um, they're very physical, very athletic. They play like a school that has 2,600 kids. This is going to be a big challenge for the Tarpons. What are some things you see from Dutchtown watching it on tape? The, the first thing that stood out to me is their defensive front, how uh, they look big on film. They're aggressive. They're quick. They come off the ball. They're going to put pressure on They try to move the line of scrimmage. Uh, Offensive-wise, they have some weapons. Uh, quarterback can throw the football. He can run. They got uh, – I think it was three guys that they can put in the backfield. And then if they get to the outside, that they, they can make things happen. Uh, their offense, they spread the field at times. Sometimes they all in tight with uh, like a – it's a three-back set, not, not a typical full house, whatever. They, they move them and shift them a little bit, uh, try and outgain you uh, on, on the edge. And they love to get the ball to their skill players out in space. You can see a lot of times where they're going to throw little uh, quick kind of screens to the, uh, to the running back uh, right in the, in the backfield and get the ball to him out in space and just try to make people miss. Sure. Look, before we wrap up this first segment, which has been kind of a, a variety segment, we want to announce the times for our local teams in the state volleyball tournament out in the Cajun Dome. Assumption will be playing St. Thomas Moore in Division Two on Thursday at 6-10. So we wish the, the Lady Stangs a be, absolute best of luck. In Division Three, we've got Vanderbilt, who will be taking on Parkview Baptist Thursday at 2-30. Um, you've got E.D. White. Man, I hate this for E.D. White. That, man, E.D. White will be playing Lafayette Christian on Thursday at 10-50. That's, that's such an awkward time. Um, your students... May or may not be able to go. Like That's just a weird time. But anyway, EDY will be playing at 10.50 on Thursday. And then the last local team that we're paying attention to is Central Catholic, who will be playing Thursday at 12.40. So up and down the day on Thursday, we've got local teams who are sitting three wins away from the state championship. And here's to hoping that one of them brings it home. I think that we've got some that got an opportunity. Here's to hoping that they bring it home. Yeah, and before the break, uh, we didn't mention this yesterday. Uh, I want to mention it today, and I know I know you're right there with me. Uh, congratulate, congratulate the South Lafouche Band. Oh, yes. Uh, fifth in the state. 
Yeah, and, and number one in their classification. Yeah, so a great job to the South Bush Band. I know they work hard. They don't get uh, a lot of mentions, but uh, just want to throw that out there. Congratulate the South Bush Band on the fifth place. No, no doubt, man. Uh, look, I gotta. Um, I don't know if you even even saw this, but. We got to send some congratulations out to one of your guys, man. Your boy Todd Pierce is an expectant father. Us uh, this morning. Yep. Yeah. Uh, former longtime assistant coach with you, and he and his family out in Texas are expecting, from what I understand, a, a boy. I mean, it yeah, blue, it yeah. looks blue unless Todd's colorblind somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations to Coach Todd um, and his family on on the wonderful gift of life which they're expecting let's thank our sponsors the blue boot foundation golden motors where price is priority located on highway 32 35 and cutoff and dufresne building materials experience the dufresne difference with eight locations in cutoff thibodeau belchase luling slidell araby gulfport and grand isle when we get back we're going to coach tora danos her trojans got a scrimmage yesterday in advance of their jamboree tomorrow it's basketball season y'all it's play by play we'll be right back after this Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. This is Councilwoman Jessica Domang. I decided to run for office just four years ago because I knew we needed change. I was tired of these same old entrenched politicians not delivering results. My district of East Homa and downtown has been the neglected and forgotten part of town for years with crumbling infrastructure. I have worked hard to clean up my community and we have delivered unprecedented investments into my district since taking office, including economic development initiatives, millions in road and culvert repairs, and multiple major drainage projects, both completed and in the engineering phase. As your next state representative, I will bring the same work ethic to all of District 53. We are all in this fight together as the underserved communities of our parish. We must all come together so that every resident can be proud to call Terrebonne Parish home. Early voting begins Friday, November 3rd and ends Saturday, November 11th. Please vote Jessica Domang, number 58. Paid for by the Jessica Domang Campaign Fund. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Come on! Take it! Take it! 
Welcome back to Play by Play. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we chat with a women's basketball coach in our area, Coach Tora Danos, who's on the line now. Coach Tora, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How about y'all? Doing just fine. Uh, understand your team got some live work yesterday in a scrimmage uh, in advance of the Jamboree tomorrow. So tell us about how the Lady Trojans did yesterday. Um, we did very well. Got to finally got to see, like, you know, it's different playing against other teams as opposed to in practice. So you get to see a lot more when you play against, you know, opponents. And we were able to see on different things and areas that we need some work on, where our strengths are. Um, down a few girls. I have a few, uh, like four girls that are battling the flu. And then I have a couple that are in swimming and, you know, messing around. Um, one of them is still trying to recover from injuries from volleyball. So down about seven girls right now, but we did well last night. <laughs> uh, who did you guys take on? Uh, we played against E.D. White. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, Jamboree's tomorrow. Uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me, so maybe give us a rundown of who all you are playing there and what are some goals that you're looking to get accomplished in the Jamboree. Um, tomorrow we play against Assumption at 6.30 at uh, Thibodeau High's Jamboree. Um, this will be the first time I face Assumption, so kind of get, you know, it's new competition. So just trying to get prepared for the upcoming season. Our first regular season game is on November 17th. So we're going to go through some different offensive styles that we're working on and um, press break because I'm sure they're going to come out pressing just to, you know, see where we're at in certain areas and get back to the and get back in the gym and continue to work for our first regular season game. You said you got uh, about six or seven girls that are not there, uh, but the season starts in about, oh, 10, 11 or so days. Are you hopeful that you'll get more healthy by the time the year begins? Oh, most definitely. We should. Um, by the time our regular season starts, I should be just down one player because she'll be at the state swim meet. Cool. So hopefully before, you know, hopefully with the rest of this week and next week, we'll have everybody healthy back and ready to go. Awesome. Look, I asked this to a bunch of boys basketball coaches at Media Day. The question was, you know, hey, does your football team having success spill over momentum into the basketball side of things? And a lot of the coaches said, you know, hey, yeah, I mean, my, my starting point guard is a running back and he's doing great and, you know, is building that confidence. The same thing could be asked for you all. You had a wonderful volleyball season on campus, win a playoff game and, you know, make it to the second round in a very highly competitive Division One. I. I know you got some volleyball players. Does that confidence that they built in that sport carry over to girls basketball? Oh, I believe it does because, like I said, we had um... – Two of my volleyball players were able to play last night. One of them is still out with some bruised ribs from that south side playoff game. but uh, And then one of my other ones is sick. But the two that I had out there last night, like you can tell, they just they were ready to get in there and they were motivated. So it does. I, I definitely think it does spill over and it kind of brings up the morale of everybody else, you know, because they had been practicing so long because two of the volleyball players are starters for me, so they had been practicing so long without them that them being there kind of just picked everybody up, you know? Coach, you all had so many um, multi-year starters who were seniors last year. I mean, Caroline and then some of the other girls like, had players that weren't just seniors but were seniors who had started for three and sometimes four years. You're replacing that with a little bit of a younger, less experienced group. How are they handling it so far? 
Um, judging from last night, they're handling it very well. I was very pleased with the performance that I seen last night from some of those girls who didn't get as much playing time. You know, like you said, inexperienced, didn't have as much playing time as what they did, you know, last year. So it's, it's, it's exciting to see that they're stepping up. And, I mean, like I said, I had so many of them that, that really worked hard over the summer to show, you know, hey, look, I deserve to be right here. Put me right here, coach, and let me show you that I can do it. And like I said last night, you know, they, they did. They, they proved that we, we, we're going to do well again this year. Awesome. Super happy to hear that, coach. Before we let you go, Brian and I were talking about this during the commercial. We like to, you know, show some of the personality of some of our coaches. A lot of folks don't realize you're a volleyball official, and I was just complimenting you to Brian. You're a damn good volleyball official. I had you for a playoff game. Uh, talk about that. It's busy times in the fall already for basketball going and keeping up with them volleyball matches, right? It is. It's definitely tough. At the, the beginning of volleyball is not so bad because, you know, we're not really deep into practicing. But, like, when October rolls around and then October for volleyball is district, I mean, I was calling sometimes four or five days a week. So it was tough. I was, I was getting in the gym as much as I could. But my assistant coach, Adam Akerid, he was in there, you know, working with the girls bringing in somebody new they responded to him very well but and i'll be out thursday and friday because i'm going to the state tournament for volleyball wow so that's awesome he's, he's stepping up and you know helping out a lot you know doing doing what he's got to do to be there and it's like sometimes i'm torn between you know do i really want to go to this volleyball game do i want to stay <laughs> at practice but it's it's all in it, you know. It's it's all involved in it, and I mean the girls, you know, they like coach. Are you done with volleyball yet? Are you coming to us? So, it's it's fun though. But I mean, it's just I enjoy I enjoy officiating volleyball. Yeah, for sure. And look, you're really good at it as well, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you at the Jamboree. All right, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Tora Danos with Central Lafouche Girls Basketball doing a good job. They are a younger group uh, than they were last year. Uh, but she said she liked the way they competed against E.D. White. I saw E.D. White over the summer. They're going to be solid, so it's a good starting ground. Um, Coach Torres got the kids pulling in the same direction, and look, I mean what I said also. She is one hell of a volleyball official, as evident by being invited to officiate the state tournament, which is awesome. Yeah, it's just, uh, and I know it's a, it's a love for the game to go ahead and do it, but uh, when, when coaches have to have uh, second and third jobs, Maybe not the best for because our pay grade. Their, yeah, it is the pay. It is what it is. I mean, you know it going in, but um, yeah, and I mean, I'm and I'm sure, like most officials, uh, she's not doing it for the money. It's just sure. the love of the game. Sure, but it's uh, yeah, it takes her away from her program. But look, they can build on what the success they had last year and develop as the season goes on, and we'll see where they end up at the end of the year. But she does a great job with that program. Saw them several times over the summer. They uh, they have some really talented and really athletic kids. Um, the challenge that they face, like everybody else on the Bayou faces, is your district is tough. Ashley and Thibodeau, they're going to be really good. Um, Terrebonne this year with Cassidy Barrios is going to be better. Um, HL Bourgeois was real young last year. They're going to be better. And I didn't even mention East St. John, Destrehan, and Hanville, who you know are going to have some some something to say about the district chase. But they open up their season November the 17th at home against CCA. would be a great opportunity to maybe start off the season on the right foot. And we wish them nothing but the best of luck as they go through that journey. Man, it's crazy. Um, tomorrow, there's basketball all up and down the area. We'll get a chance to get a peek at everybody in the area. Um, it's kind of that weird... 
portion of the year because a lot of our attention is still on football. Rightfully so. We got teams in the playoffs, but the next sports are right on their tails and they're about ready to get ripping and roaring. Yeah, and I, I'm going to see. I may go uh, check out uh, a jamboree or two. I might go uh, opposite the one that you're going to. Could swap notes. Then we can have, uh, well, I won't be here on Thursday, I don't yeah. believe, but. Uh, I can send you some stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, programming note, glad you said that. Thursday, Brian's out. I'll be here. Friday, we're both going to be out. Um, a, travel day for the playoffs. B, I got a Nichols girls basketball game. I shouldn't say girls. Nichols women's basketball game on ESPN+. Plus. Um, it starts at 11 a.m. Um, man, before we catch a break and, and move on to Tyler Lewis, um, I mentioned earlier in the show that I was at Stouffer Gymnasium for the women's game, and we congratulated Justin Payne and did all that. But, boy, Stouffer Gym is nice. They Last year, it was a construction zone, right? They were redoing all the front of the gym. That's all done now. If you haven't been to a Nichols basketball game in a while, go. It is a very nice setup that they got. Um, and you know this, man. Uh, facilities, that matters when you're recruiting. Those kids see that stuff and say, I want to be a part of that. They redid the locker rooms a couple years ago. They redo the front concourse as you're walking into the gym. Much, much different vibe. Um, it was really, really neat to see that progress because, boy, that gym looks nicer than it ever has before. I watched a, a couple of minutes at the start of the game, and I noticed that uh, where the camera was to yep. the left, where the entrance was. I, I'm assuming the entrance is still where it's yes, at. Yes, yes. But, yes, it uh, it, it looks a lot different and much improved. And yeah. you, you're right. It makes a, a big deal in recruiting. Yeah, no doubt about that. So let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Tyler Lewis. The Terrebonne Tigers are going to the playoffs. They've got a big challenge taking on Westgate. And can't wait to hear Tyler talk about the matchup in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufrenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea.
Welcome back here to Play by Play. Casey Gisclair here with Coach Brian Colley in the studio. We go to the phone lines and we make a quick trip to Homa, Louisiana, where we have Terrebonne football coach, Coach Tyler Lewis on the line. Coach Tyler, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing, man? Afternoon, guys. I'm doing well. What about you guys? Doing great, man. Uh, always a great opportunity when you have an 11th game to prepare for. Your Tigers are in the playoffs, number 17 seed, taking on the Westgate. Um, tell us about the mood of the practices, man. I'm sure the kids are super jacked up to have another game to prepare for. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, this is something we've been preparing for all season, something we did in the all season. We talked about getting back to the playoffs, uh, but we also emphasize winning in the playoffs. Uh, guys are coming off a big win from last week, and uh, they know uh, what kind of team they can be. And, um, you know, uh, yesterday was great, and, and we're preparing to have a great practice today. Look, man, I left your uh, stadium on Friday like sure that you guys are going to be at home but as the numbers fall you guys end up being 17 instead of 16 going to have to be going on the road um what did you tell the kids man it, it feels like you guys got to be approaching it like us against the world man we're going on the road and everybody's probably picking against us let's go make it happen well we, we spoke about a season we, we went through our season and uh, uh we talked about it we were we was on a three-week stretch on the road uh, going to Eleanor, then going to a tough environment of Destrehan, and then going to the road to East St. John for the upset. So at this point, you'll call us season. So we're, we're prepared to hit the road. We're prepared to face a tough team. We're prepared to hit adversity, and we're prepared to win. Bro, your offensive line is really good. I was watching them uh, block on Friday against Hanville, just getting a push, guys getting into the second and third levels even, and that obviously makes your running game and your play calling much easier knowing that you got those big fellas. Bro, um, it's one thing to have a 300-pounder, but sometimes 300-pounders are so unathletic they can't get out of their own way. You guys got athletic 300-pounders who really open up some holes in your running game. Oh, no doubt. You know, our, our, our identity on the, offense, on the offense is our O-line. Uh, when they're productive, we're productive, you know, and, and you know, uh, we saw it versus Hornville, and we saw when we're not productive versus Thibodeau High. So we just have to be consistent and uh, attack the blocking scheme and just have fun up front. Coach, I know a lot of coaches want to stay with their routine uh, like a regular season game, but in the playoffs, how are you approaching traveling for this playoff game? Will you all leave a little early, or are you going to try and keep your routine the same? Well, we're going to have to leave early. Um, we're going to have to leave early, so everything we're going to do is going to be pushed up by uh, at least two hours. Um, so our, our kids are prepared because we did it a few times. We had to leave early to get to East St. John and to get to Destrehan because it takes us a little while to get there. Um, so, you know, I, I think the guys are, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, they know we're going to eat, know we're going to get dressed, and know they're going to, you know, it's routine for us at this point. So uh, I think, you know, from what I'm feeling and what I'm sensing, they're just ready to get on a, on a gridiron and get a win to move on to next week. Tell us about Westgate. Historically, you know, lots of athletes, very physical. Uh, haven't had a chance to see them in person this year or on tape. What are some things you're seeing on tape that uh, that maybe concern you a little bit? Well, the D line is a big. They have a big size. Um, you know, uh, you know they they're overly aggressive. with works uh, in our in our run game uh, at times, and um, you know they lost one of their best athletes, who was uh, the Antoine kid at quarterback in week five. Uh, he really made their offense go. So right now they're doing uh, a little bit of using their skill guys in the backfield more, running a more of a wildcat look uh, majority of the time, double tight ends just to protect those guys to get as many yards as they can. 
Um, so, but uh, I, I really uh, feel confident about this week. Our kids are real confident about this week thus far, and we just got to keep preparing and be ready for Friday. What's the health of your team, man? I was on your sideline for two and a half quarters. Didn't look like you had anybody on crutches or anything like that. It looked like you guys are fairly reasonably healthy given we're in week 11. Yeah, we're, we're about 99% health-wise. Uh, Owen, uh, Owen uh, you know, we kind of scaled back on him last week. You know, he has a mild ankle injury from the week before. Um, he practiced yesterday. Uh, our backup pack practiced yesterday. Uh, we're down one kid at the receiver uh, right now. And uh, he'll be a question mark until Wednesday once he gets evaluated by our trainer. But we should be at 100% uh, percent, um, come Friday. Coach, one of the things that I like to talk with you about is, yeah, you guys are having a lot of success right now, but you're still very young, man. Your junior varsity teams had great seasons. You're, you're starting a lot of sophomores and you know juniors. And, like, man, for as good as the present is, the future looks even brighter than what the present is at Terrebonne. Oh yeah, you know, um, you know, our feeder school uh, has a president of winning. Uh, they had three uh, undefeated seasons um, prior to this season here, um, so they, the kids are excited about football. You know, and that's the biggest thing. You know, and you know, um, these kids—they're uh, just learning the game. You know, and, and with the experience that you know, some of them got an opportunity to play early last year. Those sophomores, and you know, coming in, they're teaching these young freshmen everything in the rope and they're, they're experiencing different things in JV, even with our varsity. So it's been a lot of teaching. So, you know, in the next year or so, I, I really uh, anticipate this being a big group for us. I had a chance to, uh, to speak with Jace Johnson after your win on Friday, and I had never formally met him. I've obviously seen him play. Very humble kid, man. You know, I'm, I'm asking him about his five or six touchdown game, whatever it was, and he's giving credit to his offensive line. He's giving credit to his offensive coordinator. Like, man, you need leaders like that. I was super impressed by that young man. Yeah, um, Jace, you know, and then we call him Boogie, so he go by Jace Boogie Johnson. And, and you know, and all I asked him is, uh, Jace, get Boogie tonight. And he's like, all right, coach, I got you. He's a man. He's a kid of very small words. He's just a lot of he's a lot of action that comes behind him. And we're going to stand on his shoulders in the playoffs, and uh, he's going to carry us through, man. Uh, I'm excited for the kid. He has a, you know, he got a late start in this recruiting process, but I, I think he earned every bit of being recruited this year, and uh, we're going to make sure that he get everything that he deserves. What are some of the keys to victory on Friday? What are some of the things the Tigers have to do well? Controlling the line of scrimmage. Controlling this line of scrimmage is going to be the number one thing for us. Uh, controlling it on the offense and then controlling it on the defense. If we can do that uh, across that and, and maximize special teams, um, we're going to come out with a victory and um, we're going to get ready to head to uh, Ruston, Louisiana next week. Bro, you guys made a field goal against Hanville and, and it was like a 30-something yarder, but it looked like the kid had the leg to go even beyond that. What's the distance that you guys are comfortable with your kicker? And first, and then second, shout out that young man's name. Well, <laughs> Ryan Abity. Ryan Abity is a senior for us. He's a soccer kid. I got him last year. Uh, I did tryouts during PE. Uh, we lost the JFK game by three. And, you know, I went looking for kickers. And, man, I wish I could have get him one more year. But I have a young guy <laughs> named Brennan McCormick right behind him. Ryan, uh, man, he, he loves what he do, man. And I think his, his comfortable range, um, He we actually missed a 52-yarder by at least two inches. Ooh. So he, he have the power. He has the power, man. That was, oof, which game that was. I get confused. But it, it, it was one of those games he barely missed it. You know, he barely missed it, man. And and I, I look at him, you know, when it's time to kick, I say, you good? You ready? Coach, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to put it up there. So, you know, I like the kid. He's very confident. And 
Um, he, he's really been doing a great job for us. Sounds like a winner, bro. Hey, thanks so much for the time. Good luck on Friday, man. We're rooting for you. I appreciate it, guys. Yep, that's Terrebonne football coach Tyler Lewis doing a really good job in year two. They flipped their last year's season around and have a much better ride. Um, they were hopeful that they would be at home, but now you're going on the road taking on Westgate. Um, they're going to give them hell, bro. When you could when you could run the football and when you could stop the run, you've got a great opportunity. I know for certain they could run the football. Um, it's going to be a tough out. Westgate and Terrebonne should be a very competitive, very hard-fought game on Friday. I'm rooting for Boogie Johnson. Boogie Johnson is a good I, I kid, didn't know man. It. Boogie Johnson. Yeah, he is a good kid. 300 plus yards rushing. He got a late start to the season, battling some injuries. And here's the problem when you're you're facing these guys is that okay, right now, Boogie Johnson is their premier weapon on offense. They give it to him 25, 30 times a game. They're a run heavy offense. Well, as a defensive coordinator, you're saying, okay, let's stack the box and let's put eight, nine guys in the box. They have an LSU commitment on the edge. Yep. So if you're single teaming him and not cheating the safeties over and committing that, you know what they're going to do? Play action, throw the ball as far as he can down the field. Billy Odd's going to win a jump ball with the defensive back. They did that a couple times against Hanville. So they have some big old smoking guns that could hurt you in both the run game and the pass game. That's a fun team to watch. I really enjoyed myself watching them play against Hanville on Friday. And look, on the road, in the playoffs, the run game is very important. If you can control the clock and you keep the ball away from your opponent, uh, and you look, I'm sure Coach Lewis is telling his kids, battle, let's see where we're at in the fourth quarter, give us a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. No doubt. Um, Looking at some of the matchups in Division One Select, I know we went over our local playoff brackets yesterday. Um, St. Augustine's the number 22 seed in a bracket. Isn't that something? They uh, have a win over McDonough 35. They beat De La Salle. They only were 3-7, and seven, but lost to Edna Carr by 10, lost to Zachary by 10. Um, upset alert, St. Augustine has a 22 seed. That's a terrible draw. Uh, the eight buys in Division One are Holy Cross, Acadiana Carr, Brother Martin, Catholic of Baton Rouge, John Curtis, St. Paul's, and Captain Shreve. <laughs> My God, right? What a list. Yeah, some of the who's who. Uh, some other teams playing in the opening round. You got Jesuit and Bird, Karen Crow and Pineville, Huntington and Woodlawn of Baton Rouge, Alexandria and Bonneville, Eret taking on Riverdale, McKinley taking on St. Aug, Tioga taking on Higgins, and Northwood of Shreveport. Again, man, you're Northwood of Shreveport. You're the 15th seed. You're hosting number 18, Rumble. Like, that's brutal. Um, but that's the way that that bracket fell. In Division One, non-select, the four buys went to number one, Rustin, number two, Neville, number three, Destrahan, number four, Airline. Airline is an interesting team to me. Um, Destrahan hasn't lost a game in forever. Neville's always there. Rustin's always there. Every week, Go Preps releases like the leading statistical guys around the state. Airline has a quarterback that's throwing for like four or five hundred yards every week. It'll be interesting to see if a team will be able to get enough pressure to slow them down. They're a team that nobody's really talking about, right? They're nine and one. Their one loss on the year was to Captain Shreve. They have some good wins. They beat Bird. They beat Parkway. That's a team that I'm going to be very curious to see how far they could go. They may be playing a local team in their first game if Thibodeau could get an upset. It'd be very anxious to see how this Division One non-select bracket falls. And again, keep the ball away from that offense. Yep, got to find some ways to run that Man, football. It'll be some good games next couple of weeks. Uh, you got Zachary and Barb in the opening round. Chalmette and Ponchatoula. A lot of people are predicting Ponchatoula to get an upset in that ten versus twenty-three. 
I see a lot of people picking Central of Baton Rouge to beat East St. John on Friday in a 15 versus 18. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to see some fun results and uh, can't wait to see how these brackets shake out. Of course, you'll be able to hear South Lafouche right here on Friday making the trip out to Dutchtown. Should be a fun test for BJ. Second time BJ and the crew um, make it to the playoffs in his tenure. And uh, we can't wait. Friday's going to be here right around the corner. It should be a very exciting and very fun-filled day. Yeah, the only thing Friday and uh rain hasn't rained in forever and there's forecast to maybe have a little rain throughout the day i guess i don't think it's an all-day type but um we, we may have some rain around so let's see but uh chances are probably not the way things have been going are the are the lights going to come on will there will there be any, any fires anywhere i can't guarantee that <laughs> <laughs> We are on a one-week um, no-playing streak, so hopefully the lights turn on at all the different stadiums. By the way, by the way, before we go to a break, this is not sports-related. Whoever's the person that decides, hey, let's change time, this new time is terrible. Terrible. Like, I'm looking out the window right now. It's 12-13. The sun is probably going to probably be dark by 1 when we get out of here. Um, I hate that it gets dark at 4.45, 5 o'clock. We need to, and and not to get political, but our previous president wanted to make daylight savings time all the time. Can we do that, please? This new, like, I'm driving to Nichols yesterday for a women's basketball game in the pitch black. It's five o'clock. This new time is god awful for you early birds who like the sun to be out when you wake up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. You're weirdos. I'm not worried about you guys. <laughs> you should be sleeping at 5.30 in the morning. Thank you. I'm asleep until 11 o'clock in the morning. Wow. This new time is awful. We need to get rid of this and only have... And look, I understand fully that technically this time is the real time, but I need us to change it back and keep it changed. I don't want it to be dark at 4.30, bro. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of this time changing. I mean, it gets dark. You got... It's like eight o'clock, and you. It feels like it's yeah. one a.m. because it's been dark. Say, for what am I doing? Still up? And you look at the clock. Oh, it's only eight. Oh, and there are some weirdos who prefer this time. Ugh. No, no, indeed. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the LSU women's basketball team. Wonk, wonk. We got some sound clips to play from Kim Mulkey um, that were kind of interesting. We'll talk about those in the next segment. It's play by play. We'll be right back after this. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event, whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or outdoor music venue. Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810, three- and two-stall restrooms, air-conditioned trailers, anytime, anywhere. Call 24-7. Planning an event? Visit Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. All your auto repairs for your first car should be Detroit's Paint and Body Shop, located at Highway 3235 in LaRose. They're established since 1997. Detroit's Paint and Body Shop is family-owned and operated. 
They sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Trust Pete's Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me, Troy's Paint Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's 985-693-4133. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Chain says, Go Tarpons! At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Well, um, I said on this show about a month ago that I didn't think the LSU women's basketball team was going to lose a single game. You did. Um, you want me to play it for you? No. no. I'm sure you got the clip <laughs> no. ready, but no. Um, they lost last night in their opener, 92-78 to against Colorado. And, um, well, you know what? I'm going to get my thoughts because I do have a lot of thoughts and a lot of different things to say. But first, let's hear what Kim Mulkey had to say after the game you live with poor shooting you live with um uh just a tough night offensively what a coat or what i don't live with is just guts and fight and physical play and just just you got that just that dog in you and i just didn't think we had that tonight um I thought this young lady and I thought Samaya Smith did all they could. Well, look at them. You're talking about a true freshman. And you're talking about a true sophomore. We need more than just them. We needed more than those two to have a little bit of fight within. This is not going to devastate us. Chicken Little said the sun will come out tomorrow, didn't he? You know, the sky's not falling. Um, I know a little bit about this game. I knew what we faced. Uh, but what I didn't know about my team was all those things I just described to you. Those things are fixable. But I don't know how long it's going to take to fix it. Does that make sense? No. So <clears throat> she openly called out everybody on the roster except for Samaya uh, Smith and Michaela Williams. So that means, if you're reading between the lines, she thought Angel Reese didn't play hard, which I also think, by the way. She thought Haley Van Lith didn't play hard. She thought Morrow, the transfer from DePaul, didn't necessarily play hard. And you're in a situation where 
you've got a bunch of young ladies who are making money hand over fist. Angel Reese, Floje Johnson, they're making Amazon commercials and music videos. And Angel Reese traveled the world over the offseason, was going to Cancun and Belize and playing, you know, Team USA basketball, traveling the world on cover Sports Illustrated. And she was 6 of 15 from the field as a center. 15 points, 12 rebounds didn't look the same. Floje Johnson, one of three three points, didn't look very effective. Hilly Van Lith, four of 11, 14.7 assists, didn't look all that effective. Um, it's extremely early. It's the first game of the year. You're about ready to embark on a stretch of about 10 games in a row where you don't play anybody with a pulse. So you've got a bunch of opportunity to get back right and build some of that chemistry. But I saw a team last night that was fat and happy. I don't mean literally fat, but was fat and happy because, hey, we could just show up and win. Colorado had other ideas. Mulkey mentioned the offense being a problem. Coach, you scored 78 in a women's basketball game. That's plenty. You gave up 92. You didn't guard at all. Colorado made 10 three-pointers. They got to the free throw line 24 times. They shot as a team 53% from the field. Um, this LSU team is going to have to change some things. Mulkey said, and I didn't play it in the clip because I didn't have the clip. She said Wednesday's practice will be a come-to-Jesus practice. She said she's going to run the hell out of them. They're going to watch tape. Then she said she's going to break them back down to earth. They need it because that was a very arrogant performance last night. And look, there are two sides to the fence. You know, one half is saying what I'm saying. The other half is saying, hey, it's a new group. They got to get chemistry, blah, blah, blah. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But last year you had a bunch of transfers and a bunch of new players too, and this didn't happen. Some of these distractions looked like they reared their ugly heads for LSU last night, and I'm very anxious to see over the next month if they could kind of break some of these personalities back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, of course. Okay, it's early in the season, first game. But over the offseason, Kim Mulkey was asked the question about the NIL deals, mm-hmm. all these people and all and, and too much talent. And she pretty much says, well, I can fix. I, I know how to, to handle this. Well, for the first game, you know, you did not. You, your team was was not ready to play, and it, that falls on her. So she can have a come-to-Jesus meeting all she wants. I think she needs to look in the mirror instead of worrying about the outfits she's going to wear for the game, <laughs> worrying about getting your team ready to play. Because obviously they weren't. Because, Casey, look, uh, there was a lot of shots taken early in their offense that some of these girls should not be shooting the basketball. Yep. And they want the limelight too. They want the spotlight. And they're not – one game – one sample, small sample against size. a top twenty-five yeah. opponent at that. Also, and let's let, you got to make sure you know th- this didn't happen against Northwestern State. This happened against a, a really right. good team, and they, uh, they just took early shots. I found, and I don't think they were going to let the offense develop and get it to who should be scoring for them. But the thing for concern also, they got beat in transition. Yep. Didn't play hard. They they gave up yeah. tons of layups. Yeah, they, they didn't play hard. There, there's no and look. It, it, it would be more acceptable if before the game, Angel Reese wasn't wearing a crown for the starting line. Like, it, it, it 
was a little bit too much last night, and, and you got your butt kicked, and hopefully you could you know, have a better stretch of practices and a better mentality. I'll tell you one positive, and boy, I've been trying to tell everybody who's been willing to listen, and nobody wanted to listen. Michaela Williams from Shreveport, Louisiana, true freshman, is an absolute dog. She was the number one high school player in the country. She was incredible last night. 17 points, four rebounds, shot 50% from the field. Um, she showed why she was the number one high school player in the country. She led LSU in scoring. She was unbelievable. Got to get more from everybody else um, if you want to uh, get where you're trying to go. I, I liken this to baseball, right? Baseball was number one in the preseason. They took some lumps and some bumps, and everybody kind of doubted. But when postseason came around, they were ready. That'll be the challenge for Mokey. When you get to February and March, are you going to be ready? Uh, because they've got a long way to go. Yeah, and look, when come March, they're going to be ready. They, they're going to. This is just one again, a small sample size, one game. But it, it's disappointing for the uh, the amount. I don't want to say pressure, but the amount of press coverage that they had in the offseason about all the, these people they're bringing in, who's coming back, and, and to have this type of performance was, uh, was disappointing to, to, to see. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they're going to be fine. coming. It, there's, they're going to be fine. In the top 25 yesterday, we had pretty much a bunch of blowouts, with the one exception being um, – Michigan State, the number four team in the country, goes down. They lose to James Madison 79-76 to in overtime. So Tom Izzo's team loses there. Big old upset in the SEC. LSU got a win um, over Mississippi Valley, uh, 106-60. to um, The Tigers got 29 points from Will Baker. He's a seven-footer. They got in the portal, 29 points, five rebounds. He was 10 of 11 from the field. Um I don't know how much better they are. I don't know how many games more they're going to win. But I did watch some of this last night. The LSU men are way better than they were last year. And I, I, I get it. You're facing Mississippi Valley State. I understand you should win that game by 46. But just the sheer number of quality players that they have this year compared to last. Matt McMahon has done a better job in the portal this year. I think this is a team that, at the least, should probably go to the NIT this year. I think that they're much improved. I really do. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think they can uh, possibly uh, be an NCAA team also if uh, some things got a good airway, they can stay healthy. Because this team, just like last year's team, is going to improve throughout the season. And if, if that happens again, don't be shocked if they can get into the big dance. They got some challenging games coming up. Uh, Nichols a little later in the week. They should be favored to win that one. But then you're playing Dayton next week. Dayton's historically a good program. You're playing at Syracuse. That'll be a lot of fun. Playing Kansas State, playing Texas. So they do have a very difficult non-conference schedule before SEC play to kind of see um, how they stack up. But a good job for Coach Matt McMahon and his crew, at least in the season opener, uh, for, for getting an opening night win. We had Monday night football last night. Uh, the Chargers. A little bit of a surprise, right? I was surprised they beat them this bad. Uh, get by the Jets 27-6. to um, Very interesting. Derwin James of the Chargers, after the game, uh, did the whole jersey swap thing with Aaron Rodgers, right? It's kind of the new tradition. You go and you swap jerseys with somebody. Um, and he asked Rodgers, hey, man, when when we, when we getting you back? You know, I, I miss tackling you. You know, you're just kind of small talk, trash talking. Rodgers said, give it a couple weeks. He tore his Achilles in week one. 
We're seven weeks later. He says he's two, three weeks away from playing. Um, that would be a historic recovery. And I know he did a different kind of experimental surgery. Maybe it panned out, maybe it didn't. But the idea that we might see Rodgers in a couple of weeks, that's crazy talk, man. That's nuts. That would be historic. We would have never seen an, Ace, uh, an Achilles recovery like that before. And, and then throw in the fact his age. I know, Casey, I know <laughs> for me, I get injured. It takes me a lot longer to recover now. And just think, that injury and his age, it should take him a little longer. So whatever he did, oh, he, look, he's going to be back soon. And if it, if it works and he's able to play and everything goes good, it could be a revolutionary moment in sports medicine that Achilles injuries might only take eight to ten weeks or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, man. He's like he's serious. He wants to come back and he thinks he could play later this year. And I'll tell you this: uh, if the Jets are still in contention by the time he gets back with their defense, I wouldn't want to play them late in the year. My God, they got such a great defense. So that's just something to keep an eye on. That'll be a, a very interesting storyline to follow. Yeah. And I I thought the Jets would give them a, a better game. The Jets are up and down so much this year. Uh, you know, offense, I mean, it's, you can understand why, but their their defense is pretty solid, and the Chargers, same thing, up and down. No telling what team you're going to get there. I didn't see much of that game. I watched the uh, women's basketball a little bit more than that, but um, we'll see. Yeah, if the Jets, uh, if Aaron Rodgers can come back, Look out. Yep. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the Pelicans a little bit. Um, whew, they got it put on them last night against Denver, but they were winning by 20 and got it put on them. There's an interesting stat that I read yesterday that I'm going to share. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVAC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Medicaid members, keep your address and phone number up to date to make sure you receive important information about your health insurance and you don't risk losing your coverage. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, follow the directions and respond to it as soon as possible. For questions or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember, keep your contact information up to date and respond to Medicaid letters so you don't lose your health care coverage. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan. 
to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! Join us for the 31st Annual Thibodeau Vale Fall Festival, Saturday, November 11th from 8.30 to 5. This festival is focused on music, art, food, and fun, including crab foods, petting zoo, and a duck race. There's live music on three stages featuring Fat Hat, Soul Survivor, Waylon Thibodeau, Jam Session, Louisiana Cajun Music Preservation Society, and Christian Music. Admission is free, and there's shuttle service from Warren Harang Auditorium to the festival site from 8.30 to 5 p.m. Come hungry and ready to dance downtown at the Thibodeau Vale Fall Festival. Well, that's some good back porch music. Have a couple of adult beverages, maybe be barbecuing. It's play-by-play. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. You might have a couple. You have a couple dozen. (laughs) I'm not going there. No comment. Uh, The Pelicans played in Denver last (laughs) night and lost 134-116. to Um, Pelicans were winning by 20 points in the second quarter and then just got blasted. They lost the third quarter 40-21, to which led me to a statistic that if I could find it here on my Twitter machine, I will tell you the Pelicans are god-awful in the second half. Um, Okay, so here's the stat uh, from Will Guillory, who's an NBA writer for The Athletic. The Pelicans are plus six in the first quarter. Okay, so through seven games, plus six, and that's okay. In the second quarter, they're plus 54. That's real good work there. In the third quarter, through seven games, they're minus 65. Jeez. And in the fourth quarter, they're minus 30. So in seven games, you're minus 95 in the second half. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's the failure to make adjustments. I don't know if that's, hell, it's seven games. It might just be coincidence. But when you're minus 65 in seven games in the third quarter, that means you're getting outscored pretty much on average by 10 points in the third quarter. And last night you lost at 40 to 21. Something got to be different. Some you, you got to change your routine. You got to figure out something to do differently because, boy, if you just come out and don't play for an entire quarter of these NBA games, it's going to be awfully tough to stay afloat. Last night, you get 22 from Brandon Ingram. You get 20 from Zion Williamson. The rookie, Jordan Hawkins, was actually really good. He had 31. Um, but the rest of the team didn't really show out a whole lot. And it's another tough loss for a team that's 4-3. and three. I think this team is going to miss C.J. McCollum's leadership a whole lot while he's out with that collapsed lung. Um this is an interesting interesting stretch for New Orleans coming up in the early stages. Go back and look at last year's games and get those same stats. I bet it's pretty darn close to the same. It's not a coincidence at all. It, it's a, a trend that started since last year. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. There's something about this team where how many times last year they jumped up to a big lead, and this year too, big lead. Last night they ended up losing – some games they're lucky enough to hold on to win, but that, that's been consistent since last year. You go back to the game before the Nuggets game. You're facing Atlanta. You're winning by seven at halftime. You get outscored 41-23 to in the third quarter and get blown out at home by Atlanta. So this is now two games in a row 
that you lose the third quarter by more than 15 points. Something's going wrong there. Like, are we eating beignets in the locker room? Are we just not making adjustments at all? Are the players just tuning out? Like, at some point when this happens repeatedly, something is up. Something is up there, and um, I don't know, but they better figure it out because that's that's an embarrassing stat, man. To be that bad in one quarter, that's that ain't any good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't watched a whole bunch of their games because you can't. But <laughs> that's uh, something. Uh, it, it's crazy, and I guess it's some part coaching, some uh, your you, philosophy or your strategy, not making adjustments, and I think just some of it is just maybe you don't have the right people on your team. You got some lazy people. Well, that leads to what I was going to bring up here. Um, your two best players, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram. Y'all could call me a hater. I don't care. I'm right. The, every advanced stat says that I'm right. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram don't guard at all. They don't play defense at all. Brandon Ingram last night had 22 points. He was minus 29 in his minutes on the floor. Um, until your star players start being some of your more aggressive defenders, you're going to give up points. Last night you gave up 134. The night before that you gave up 123. To the Pistons at home you gave up 116. To the Warriors early this year you gave up 130. Um, statistically, Ingram has, is an atrocious defender. Statistically, Zion's a little better, but he's just slightly better than bad. And until you get that full, complete buy-in from all of your top guys, you're going to be what you are right now, stuck in the middle. Because you're never going to take that big leap until you commit to being a two-way player. Yeah, and it's they didn't go on their big losing streak yet, which is going to happen. It happens every year. They might win three or four in a row, but they're going to come back and lose like 10, 11, 12 in a row. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. Again, as a, a New Orleans sports fan, your, your teams they are frustrating to watch. The 76ers got a win last night, 146 to 128. I bring it up because Joel Embiid had just a ridiculous you see game. That? 48 points for Embiid, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 17 of 25 from the field, 14 of 14 from the free throw line. They look like they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. They look like a team that's trying to stick it in James Harden's ear a little bit and let him know, hey, man, we don't really need you. They're 5 and 1. They're playing really, really good basketball. Um, and Embiid is a monster. Did, man. did he have like I think twenty nine in the third quarter? Yes. Oh yes. For the season, Embiid is averaging. If I could pull it up, a uh, ridiculous. And now look, this is again a small sample size. Through six games, Joel Embiid is averaging thirty two point five points, eleven rebounds, and six assists, shooting fifty three percent from the field. He's he's a special kind of good man. My goodness, what a performance from him last night. <laughs> when they showed some of them highlights. He makes tough shots. Golly. Yeah, he's not just dunking on it. He makes tough shots. He contested shots. Um, NFL this coming week, we've got some interesting games on the schedule. Um, week 10 matchup in primetime Thursday night, the Panthers and the Bears. Like, neither team is interested in winning that. Um, my Cowboys are the biggest favorite this week. They're 16 and a half point favorite over the Giants without Daniel Jones in the 16. lineup. 16. And a half in an six, NFL yeah, game? Yeah, they're 16 and a half point. Now, now, look, 
they beat them 40 to nothing earlier this year. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, New Orleans is a two and a half point favorite on the road against Minnesota. The Saints, I don't know if the Saints have ever won in Minnesota, ever. Um, so I, I'm a little nervous about that one. Burrow and the Bengals get to face one of the more fun teams in the NFL. The Bengals are taking on the Texans. Um, Browns and Ravens should be good. 49ers and Jags should be good. And that hell, 49ers and Jags should be great. That should be a really good game. Uh, we got Lions and Chargers, which will be fun. Um, and Monday night is Broncos and Bills. Are you surprised that New Orleans is favored on the road against Minnesota? I know Kirk Cousins isn't there, but the Vikings won without him last week with Joshua Dobbs, who's going to start the game. ESPN's matchup predictor says it's a toss-up. 49.9% chance the Vikings win, 49.7% chance the Saints win, and then the rest of the percentages go to it being a tie. Um, are you a little surprised that the Saints are favored on the road against a team that's won four games in a row? Very surprised. Not a little. Very. Look, the... The Vikings can have uh, Fran Tarkin in play uh, at quarterback, <laughs> and I still would not put out favor of Saints. Why do the Saints have a hard time slowing down quarterbacks from running the ball? Like That has become a big problem this year. Um, and now you're heading into a matchup with Josh Dobbs, who runs very well. Um, but boy, the last – and I saw this stat. New Orleans has allowed the most rushing yards for opposing quarterbacks of any team in the NFL this year. Why is that such a problem? I don't know. I, I I know their plan was going in for them to make the Bears throw the football, and I don't know if they were dropping people back in coverage to take advantage of it. Maybe where uh, some guy would look open, but then they'd have an extra defender out there to make an interception, and uh, there was no one, no one there to uh, stop the quarterback from running. Uh, shifting away from New Orleans a little bit, everybody knows I'm a Lamar Jackson hater. I always have been. But the Ravens right now are playing very well. They're 7-2. and two. They've won four in a row in that stretch. They beat Detroit 38-6. to six. They beat Seattle 37-3. to three. Is this the year that they make that big leap forward? Look, man, my gripe against Lamar has never been that he's a bad player. I know he's a good player. My gripe has always been he runs too much to stay healthy. He's running a little less this year. They're handing the ball to Gus Edwards a little more. Is this a legitimate Super Bowl threat in the AFC? Can they play at the same level as the Bengals and the Chiefs and those types of teams, or do you think that they're one step below? They uh, below. I don't think they can compete with those other teams you mentioned. Yeah, I, I tend to yeah. agree. I tend to agree, but, man, they have been very impressive so far to start the year. Now, you never know when you get into a one-game situation and play, maybe, but overall – I don't think they can compete with those teams. If they blow out Cleveland on Sunday, I'd maybe change my tune because Cleveland has a great defense. If they could go up and down the field and score at will against them, I would maybe kind of change my tune. Um, as we said a second ago, my Cowboys are a 16-point favorite against the New York Giants. Um, Dak Prescott said after Sunday's game that he thinks the Cowboys have a group that could win the Super Bowl. Um, they are 5-3. and three. They would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. But they really don't have any quality wins, man. Like how I, it's easy for me to come here every day and say, "Oh, I think the Cowboys are really good." Because that's the team that I root for. Do they have a legitimate shot to make a run this year? You think? If they get in, I mean, it's going to be in a couple of weeks. So you're going to have to start looking at the wild card. If assuming the Eagles win their division, which uh, it looks pretty good right now. Uh. Wild card? How many? They get three wild cards. Four division or, champions, three wild cards. It? So, uh, 
you'd have to see records. And it's it's probably all jumbled up right now. If the playoffs started today, the Cowboys would be the sixth seed. If the playoffs started today, you know who wouldn't be in at all? Saints, for sure. No, they're in first place in their division. Of course they're in. No. Um, the Bills wouldn't be in. But... Oh, but, don't even but don't my, my, don't don't don't. But my guy told me that you know, hey, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Curses aren't real. If the playoffs started today, the Bills wouldn't even be in. I didn't yeah. say they were going to Super Bowl. Crazy how that works, right? They're facing yes. Sean Payton on Sunday or, or Absolutely Monday. Absolutely no curse. And are going to probably lose that game to Denver. Um, if they play the Saints and the Saints beat them, then there's a curse. <laughs> that, that's what would finally that, make yes. you a believer. Well, fortunately, the Saints don't play them this season, so we'll have to wait on that one. They, hey, hey, if the Cowboys beat them, would you be sold? They do play Dallas later in the year. No, no, you got no, a lot. Because I, I think Dallas is a, a, a good team. Oh, I appreciate. No, I really you do. That. I mean, I, I no, I think with the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if they can get in. It, it all. Yeah, we'll get in. I don't know that we'll be a good seed, but I think we'll get in. Um. Should Michigan get thrown out of the college football playoff if they make it? That's been the, the talk show debate on all the shows today. Harbaugh is reportedly about to be suspended maybe for the rest of the season. Um, Harbaugh, there's already rumors and whispers that he's looking very heavily at the NFL, um, knowing that he might be in some deep doo-doo at Michigan. Um this sign-stealing thing gets shadier and shadier by the day, and it, it could potentially end up being almost criminal because they were having an assistant coach claim to be a media member under an alias, a name that's not even his, and he was going to games, going on the sidelines, dressed as a civilian, pretending to be a media member, and taking down signs from other teams. And Brian Kelly, I think, is the one who explained this better than anybody. Brian Kelly said, hey, look, if you're watching tape and you see, hey, on a pass play, that right tackle has one hand in the ground on a run play, he's got both hands, like, that's a tell. That's stealing something from somebody. That's a tell. But it's different when you're putting on a fake mustache and going on somebody's sideline. And, like, that's a whole different level of shady. And the NCAA might hammer Michigan and might take away what so far is a 9-0 and season. Very interesting decisions are going to have to be made in the next couple of weeks with regards to that. Should they get thrown out of the playoffs? No. It's not the players. I it, it, I don't believe the players should. Just like in, the, in high school when uh, grown men, coaches and all, make mistakes or knowingly break the rules. They should be disciplined. I don't think that the, those kids in, in this instance, I don't think these uh, young men in college should be penalized for it. Big khaki should get hammered, though, right? Oh, yes, indeed. Send him out. Go. You're done. So the Big Ten apparently wrote a letter to Michigan informing them that they could be facing disciplinary action in the coming days for the illegal sign stealing. Michigan has until Wednesday to respond to the Big Ten. Their athletic director, Ward Manuel, said that he will not travel to Texas for the College Football Playoff Selection Committee meetings and will remain on campus to attend to important matters regarding the ongoing investigation into our football program. Um, this is unprecedented, right? Every time we've had schools get in trouble, it was after they won their championship or after they won a bunch of games, and then they have to forfeit them after the fact. 
We've never had a team get in trouble in the middle of the year. We've never seen this type of ruling. I'm very curious to see how this gets handled. Yeah. Uh, the the and, uh, Harbaugh, if, I'm curious, to, did he know about it? Or, oh, I'm sure he, he did. had to. I've been, I want to see his, like, in, in his words, you come out and you, did you know about it? I, I'm sure he did. He I mean, had to. If, if, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a Michigan staff member on game day when that guy's just never at any of your games. The head coach obviously has to be signing off on that. If when you were coaching, Brody and Brett were never at the games because they were scouting other people, you would know that that's where they were, right? I mean, I would think. Well, yeah. and that, <laughs> oh, I got a story real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Back when I was at the, uh, the junior high coaching, uh, we would film, and it's legal, mm-hmm. our opponents, and I would have somebody just about at every game for that week. This is pre-huddle. This is probably with a VCR yes. tape oh, camera. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And we would have the film, break it down. So we knew. We had every game that every one of our opponents played. Well, come to the, end, the last game of the season – you got six, seven games on the on these teams. Well, our good friend Rock was <laughs> he people put I'm trying to think of the right word, but they uh told Rock, well they were trying to tell him that uh he was up in a tree. Up in a tree. Watching a team practice. It's not the little giants. What are we no. talking about, man? <laughs> and he was high at high, good uh, practice and watched them practice. You think Rock has ever climbed a tree? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We love you, but buddy, that, if you're listening, that, but we don't think you're a, a skilled guy climbing trees, my man. But how, I mean, it was amazing. But, and look, the coaches that knew about it in Michigan, they should, I mean, it's not just the head man. Everyone who knew about it, we we know an instance in high school where the head coach, nothing was done to him, but everybody, oh, not everybody, but a few people below him. Well, they, look, the head coach lied about not knowing well, and, and saved his ass. I mean, and that's what I'm getting <laughs> at. If 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 Harborough comes and says, "No, I didn't know about it," I mean, there's has to know about it. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. So, well, look, we're going to catch a quick break, and then we have a short segment to wrap up. Before we do, congratulations to Homer native Ja'Kai Douglas, who won ACC Player of the Week for Florida State this past week. In their win against Pittsburgh, he had six catches for 115 yards. Kudos to Ja'Kai. Keep on keeping on. Let's catch a break when we get back. Uh, we'll talk about whatever. we got a bunch of stuff, a bunch of irons on the fire. Maybe talk about some things Brian Kelly said yesterday. We'll be right back after this. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That's State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Raceland Auto Center wants to express that during the holiday season, their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their success possible. It is in that spirit that they want to say thank you and send best wishes for the holidays and new year. Happy holidays from Raceland Auto Center. 
Great news, Homa businesses. We're here. We are Rev, a telecommunications provider with powerful solutions and unmatched local support. We've been bringing Louisiana people, businesses, and culture together for 85 years. Our fiber network delivers superior internet, phone, and security. It's big business technology with small business personal service. For a limited time, get up to $300 off business services. Visit us at letsrev.biz to get up to $300 off. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters is now accepting applications for the 2024 Broadcast Scholarship Program. I'm Nicholas Martin, a recipient of the 2023 Broadcast Scholarship. I'm here to tell you that two $4,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana mass communication students. Pursuing an education and career in radio or television. Visit broadcasters.org or call 1-800-264-7260 for more details. The application deadline is January 26, 2024. We hope to hear you on air soon. Don't miss the Destrahan Plantation Fall Festival this weekend from 9 till 4 in beautiful St. Charles Parish. Check out the period craft demonstrations, then shop till you drop for art and crafts. Browse the 1840 Mule Barn filled with antique treasures. There's a Cajun Creole food park and live music. Saturday, listen to Kayla Woodson, followed by Ryan Foray and Foray Tradition. Sunday, it's the Peyton Falgu Band. Take a step back into history this weekend at the Destrahan Plantation Fall Festival, 13034 River Road in Destrahan. Brian Kelly brought some fire yesterday in his um, early week press conference. He reiterated that he thinks LSU is a good football team, but he also reiterated that to win championships in the SEC, you have to be a great football team. And then he rattled off some different areas where he thinks LSU has to be great. He said, hey, you know, costly turnovers, poor tackling, on and on and on. He um, said that he thinks the defense is making progress throughout the course of the year, which is maybe laughable, but... Um, he said at the end of the season, we'll evaluate the staff and some different things like that. So leaving the option open to maybe having a new coordinator. Then he also said, Hey, the next step for us in our progression is having two straight 10 win seasons. The Tigers have an opportunity to do that. If they could win their final three games of the regular season and win their bowl, they would go 10 and three, which would actually be a better record than they had last year when they were 10 and four. Um, you're taking on Florida on Saturday. You're facing a coach that is on a brutally hot seat right now. They're five and four. Florida is. We told you yesterday. Florida's schedule coming home is ridiculously tough. Um, if they lose all three of those games, they're not going to a bowl. LSU is a huge favorite at home. I'm surprised the numbers this high. They're 14 point favorite at home. It looks like Jaden Daniels is is going to clear concussion protocol and should be able to give it a go. Brian Kelly said he's made some great progress. Um, what do you think, man? I think this is a big last month. I, I think that you would love to beat Florida. Georgia State shouldn't be a problem. You'd love to beat A&M. And I think that if you finish 9-3, and it would be a little bit of a disappointment, but I do think it would be a great sign after losing to Alabama that Coach Kelly kind of still has the locker room because, look, back in the day, under Les Miles, when LSU would lose to Alabama, they would quit for the rest of the season and lose to everybody else. So I think it'll be an interesting game to see the effort and intensity that LSU plays with against the Gators. Yeah, look, you still have a lot to play for. And against some teams that, if uh, you're not careful... Could lose. Yeah, Florida can sneak oh, up. Yes. And uh, then the next week, you know, no, no problem. But then... Uh, 
the following week with A&M, look, again, and, and Jimbo Fisher may be fighting for his job also if he's still there. I don't think they'll make a move in the middle of the year or uh, well, middle end of the year like this. But uh, never know. They do have a, a former head coach on that staff. They uh, So it, it's – and if you can beat those teams, it's uh, – you finish on a positive note. And I'll, I'll be curious to see after those three games uh, – if anybody would opt out. Yeah, that's a good point. Old number five at quarterback, um, number eight at receiver. That's some guys who are going to be some pretty high NFL draft prospects. It'd be very interesting to see. And it, it would be a shame. But with the way it is now, you – Oh, look, look. <laughs> USC has three losses. They're already bowl eligible. You know damn well Caleb Williams ain't playing in their bowl. I mean, yeah, not a chance in hell. Um the big SEC game this weekend is Ole Miss traveling to take on Georgia. Georgia is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Ole Miss has been winning lately, but they've been kind of sneaking by. They snug by LSU in a close one. They snug by Arkansas in a close one. Snug by Auburn in a close one. Snug by A&M in a close one. But they are winning. They're 5-1 and one in conference, 8-1 and one overall. If they win this game Saturday against Georgia, they would move way up in the rankings or have a chance to make the playoff. Um this feels like a really big game for Lane Kiffin. If he wants to establish Ole Miss as that premier program, you got to go on the road and make a statement here. But it's going to be awfully tough against a Georgia team that looks like they're starting to get a little bit better as the year goes on. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm curious to see on both sides of the ball for Ole Miss, can they move the football against Georgia? And, on, and can they stop Georgia? Because uh, Ole Miss's defense is not very – uh, sound, if you will, and I just uh, it, it'll be interesting to see because uh, Ole Miss has been pretty much moving the football on a bunch of teams if they can continue that. And I wouldn't uh, be surprised, Casey, if this could be a, a closed game in the fourth quarter. Which team, in your opinion, in the current rankings right now in the top four? is most likely to not make the playoff. We got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. Which of those four is the most likely to not get in, in your opinion? Well, with all the talk going on, maybe Michigan. Yeah, at some point you would think it would maybe catch up to them a little bit. I know they do do still have to play Ohio State. That loss could maybe – I would tend to agree. I would maybe say Florida State second. They've been kind of leaking oil a little bit here. Um they got to play Miami and Florida and also a conference championship game. So I'd maybe say they would be second on the list, but I think it's got to be Michigan, right? Yeah, I would think. And um, if it is, I just hope because it's what happens on the field and not if they just remove well, them. They do have a big one coming up Saturday. They're going on the road against Penn State. Um, that ain't going to be no barrel monkeys. That's going to be really tough. And look, that has to be hard for, for these kids knowing we're going to go bust our tail like we've been doing all year, then they may tell us that we're, we're done. It's like sooner or later, they're just going to say to heck with it. So far, it hadn't bothered them. You know, the last three games, they won 52-7, to 49-0, and 41-13. So far, it hasn't been a problem. But, but you're right, at some point. But that, that far as getting bigger and yeah, bigger. Yeah, at some point, you know, that. yeah, you're right. The noise is getting louder and louder and louder. Um, taking a look, um, there's some rumors and some whispers, and I know it's one o'clock and we got to go. There's some rumors and some whispers that Arch Manning may be looking around 
for a new home. Um, he is not playing still. Even after the starting quarterback went down, they're playing Malik Murphy, who isn't very good. Malik Murphy on Saturday went 19 of 37, one touchdown, two interceptions. And there are rumors and whispers that your guys, Alabama, could maybe be in the running for Arch Manning in the offseason, knowing that, hey, our quarterback position is kind of in flux. Well, do you do you think he would he would transfer after one year of taking a red shirt? Like he had to. I would. I in. would hope not. Come on, yeah, with special with a red shirt. Like you would have to think they knew when they committed to Texas. Hey, we weren't going to start this year, right? I mean, we got Ewers back who beat Alabama on the road, right? I mean, you would think he would give it another chance. Uh, I would hope he would. I, yeah, there there's some whispers that that thing is uh, getting pretty serious. I don't. You think you're going to Alabama and play ahead the Milrow? I didn't think he was that good in high school. That's just me. And I, I don't think right now, with the way if, if well, it depends. Let's see how Milro finishes the season. If it's not just one game where, you know, uh, if they let him continue running the football. Baylor is 3-6. and six. They're going to probably lose Saturday to 6-3 and three Kansas State, which would make them 3-7. and seven. There's a lot of whispers. Aranda's on the outs. What's the chances that Brian Kelly hires Dave Aranda back to LSU at the end of the year? Oh, if you're the beginning, uh, I, I think it's getting higher and higher. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. I, I think that that, you know, hey, two, two and a half million dollars come coordinate after you failed at Baylor. It's a school you're familiar with. And uh, yeah, I think that that they, a lot of times fans throw out these crazy rumors and there's not any smoke there. I do think there might be some smoke to that one. I think that that is a very realistic. Would possible. he want to come back? He didn't get along with the Bay, um, but I think he liked LSU. So I, I don't know. That's certainly the million dollar question um, that Brian Kelly's going to have to get answered. You got to fix your staff. You, it, it can't be all players, man. It can't be all the players' fault. You guys are going to have to do something different. They play like heck. What was that? Brian. That was your Brian <laughs> Kelly impersonation. Yeah, man, he's. We'll wrap up right uh, here. It's a little bit after one o'clock, and I'm hungry. Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where prices priority located on Highway 3235 and cut off. Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. Tomorrow, we've got our mailbag. We've got BJ Young. We'll try to get the turtle. So we have a fun Wednesday show planned for you all. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.